Please listen carefully. I saw on TikTok it's bad to have two mirrors facing each other, which I have. Why? Because it opens an upper, another portal. <laughs> remember how, remember how I'm minutes. not shocked at all by this statement. I thought it was going to be like, it's a feng shui thing. But then I was like, no, another portal makes sense. Remember when 20 minutes ago this girl said, oh, I can't get rid of TikTok. I learned too much from it. <laughs> what are you learning? A witch told me that it opens up another portal. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And, and today's episode has been started guerrilla warfare style because we have been chatting for an hour and we were nowhere near starting in sight. So I just started talking. <laughs> our theme today is our fave UK shows. So the United Kingdom, I gotta say, the one thing that they can really churn out is some excellent TV fuck them it's always so good and then they try to remake it for america and you're like why did you do this what who mm-hmm. greenlit grace point mm-hmm. such nonsense uh so we decided today we would talk through some of our favorite uk shows uh but before we get to the, today's episode there's something very important that we have to talk about and it's yeah. that steph has a secret <laughs> tell us steph you want to give background on your secret Sure. Hold on. I'm getting up the description so I don't screw it so up. So while, while she gets up the description, let me tell you what happened. Uh, we have several group chats amongst us because we're we're serious podcasters and we're always talking about the podcast and never anything else. We just chat business. Um, and one day, Steph messages us and goes, "I'm watching a show, and we're and and you would be when you find out about it, you're gonna lose your mind." And we're like, hey, "What's the show?" And she's like, "No, no, no. I'm not gonna tell you." And we're like, I don't understand what's going on. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to tell you on the show. And then come to find out today, not only did she not tell us, she told other people. So now I'm mad because now other people know some kind of audacious secret that Steph has. But we had to wait until we were recording. And I need you to know, audience, that is a sacrifice I made for you because I cannot handle not knowing things. (laughs) I mean, it's it's going to be a letdown, I think. But it's pretty funny. I like that what you're is. setting it up already. You're like, it's not as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny in the fact that I... So, as we know, I have trouble watching TV shows. I've watched three seasons of this. Three season, ten episodes of Formula One, Drive to Survive. Sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Is this I'm like a reality a- show? Yeah, it's a documentary. I'm watching Formula One racing <laughs> documentary on Netflix. I've never watched three seasons so fast in my entire life. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Both me and Nat have our ha- ha- our faces in our hands. There's I stuff just when I thought so much stuff you, you could couldn't... be watching. We just when I... I of all the things you could have said, Formula One. I told you it was insane. Like, did you? I How did I, you I, I didn't start. I, I, I don't know anything about formula. I, I literally know nothing. I, do, I don't know. I didn't know anyone's names. I didn't know what the fucking premise was. I didn't know how it worked. <laughs> ask me ask me anything now. I'll Is, tell was, you. This your, was this your way in where you're like, oh, I don't know anything about Formula One racing. I should watch this show. So I got a shout out. I got a shout out to Christina and Kyle because they were like, oh, you need to watch this. Like last year. I'm like, uh, uh, not into it. 
I'd like to mention that's not Christina me. That's Christina, her sister. My my own sister and brother-in-law. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think it'll be intent. No, I'm upset at S. Number one. Number one. What's it's, the romance? Uh-huh. Here's the thing. <laughs> There's no romance. It's fully, it's just white. It's mostly white guys. Mostly rich white guys. Don't, like, I literally, I couldn't tell you why I care, but I'm like, oh my God, I am so invested in this. So you, here's the setup. Here's the premise. 20, 20, 20 cars are in Formula One racing, but each team has two drivers. So not only do you have the, the competition of the 20 people, but then you have the competition of your own teammate and, oh, I can't believe you're laughing. It's like legitimately good. There, first episode, I'm there's I'm laughing because this is information I don't want to know. That's true. <laughs> But keep going. First episode, they're literally, men are crying because they fucked up. They didn't put on a tire right and they're literally crying. They're like, oh my God, it's my fault. We lost. I'm so sorry. You hear them talking in their headsets and they're just like, guys, great effort. Great team effort. So, so proud of all of us. We did a great job. So much, so much camaraderie. So much teammates. Then you have, then you have the fact that one of the guys is married to a Spice Girl and they just, she just sorry, shows up what? one day. Yeah. Which Spice Girl? Yeah. Is it Baby? No, sport not sporty spice. Jerry, ginger spice. She just like shows up, and you're like, like, what? He like pops on a helicopter in his lawn, and you're like, excuse me. They don't even mention. Just say her name, and then, and then season two rolls around. So all season one, they haven't been they haven't been interviewing the people that are leading, which is like Mercedes Benz. But then Mercedes realized like, oh, actually Netflix is a big deal. So now they get to interview them and be part of the show. And Lewis Hamilton is the number one man. The only black racer who's doing the best. I do know Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) He's like, he's a vegan. He's like progressive. He's like shouting out his people. He's my favorite. He's the best. But do you know, ironically, I know Lewis Hamilton because of British TV. Because Jeremy Clarkson was like obsessed with cars and shit, and so I was like they to ask, is it because he, of Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, I well, I don't even watch Top Gear, but like I think he talks about Lewis Hamilton enough that it comes up in other comedy shows that I watch. That I was like, like I know who Lewis Hamilton is. This guy's like winning everything left and right. Like no one has it. No one has a chance to win. I think because he's winning constantly. Ugh. And then you have like the the young ones who are like twenty twenty one, and they're like beating these old older drivers. But they got to make their place in the in the in the lineup. Oh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I'm like upset. I go on Wikipedia and like I get their life stories. I'm like, who are they dating? What's happening? How old are they? I just so me and me and Nat are rewatching Criminal Minds uh, <laughs> because because even with you know Copaganda, I'm sorry. There's 15 seasons. They're one hour episodes. It's really easy to binge and it's really easy to not have to think about what you're gonna watch next because you have a year before you have to decide. And before this, we were talking to Steph about Criminal Minds, and she's like, oh, I've never watched it. And we're like, oh, you know what? Like, if you're going to watch show, like, you should watch this. And she's like, no, no. I have no interest in that. I've never had a desire to watch that. And then she busted out that she's been watching. Wow. Um, I'm shocked. Um, Speechless. I mean, like, there's crashes sometimes. It can be dangerous sometimes. Everything... so can't wait for you to have talked more about this show than you will about the then... show you picked for today's episode. <laughs> it's true. C- correct. All right. Well, Christina wants to move on. I, but also, my final thought, my final, death. my final, my final thing. This is my final, my final thing. 
since it's so small, they all know each other. So it's like a big family. Hence, oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, as a reminder for people listening, after that, somehow our topic today is the best of the UK. Uh, you know, what few things of interest have the colonizers done? Um, so we're going to talk about, yeah, our favorite UK shows. And I think we'll start off with Steph. Steph, roll right into it. After that reveal, to which I truly am still a little bit like, <laughs> what? Watch watch a couple episodes, get back to me. No. Um, uh, it's good. Anyways. Um, okay, British TV. British TV. Let me, let's give some background on my personal self. So... High school, I was obviously obsessed with British shit because <laughs> I was watching Skins at the time. Christina, I'm probably you can relate. Were uh, you watching Skins? Absolutely, I can. Absolutely, I can. So I was watching Skins, and then because we had to download in the olden days music from LimeWire, I would go on top BBC like Top Forty and get music that I would like, and that's how I would. So like I, that, I was into it. I would get my also I would get my Skins episode from LimeWire because you could download mm-hmm. uh, TV shows that way. So I was always into E4 stuff. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you're like, I know what show she's going to talk about because I've talked about it a lot. But again, we're going to set the scene because first year university, uh, it was midterms. There was a huge snowstorm, huge snowstorm. And I lived in uh, the residence that was like the size of a shoebox. So me and my roommate, Mel, hello. She's a listener now. We love her now. We're stuck in our room. Yeah, we were stuck in our room, whatever. And I was like, let's watch something. So we watched Misfits for this whole, oh, like, two-week period, like, snowing, um, snowstorm. Because we couldn't go to class. We couldn't do midfront. Everything was getting pushed, so we had nothing to do. So we would sit and watch on our two single beds with my computer <laughs> on my desk. And we would watch it. And, like, we were, we were walking. We were, I think we were watching it with an ex-friend who shall not be named. But, like, she would leave. And I was like, you still want to continue watching without her? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Even so, then, you were setting the seeds. I knew in my heart. the seeds. Wow, I did not say that phrase correctly. <laughs> Let me tell you. Misfits, as I read from the Wikipedia, is a group of young offenders sentenced to work in a community service program. And they get supernatural powers because the first day of them doing um, cleanup on the... What is it called? Garbage pickup, whatever. There's an yeah. electrical storm and they get superpowers. And you may be wondering, who's in the show? Well, it came out in 2019, 2009. Obviously, my main attraction to this um, show was Simon, which is Robert Sheehan's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the first season, you don't know what his power is. Everyone else gets a power, and it's pretty obvious and clear what powers are, but you don't know what his power is until a great reveal, and I'm not going to say it, because I feel like you guys should all watch the I show. I mean, it's been years. It's been over a decade. You can reveal it. I feel like we can reveal. <laughs> okay, so so you don't know what Simon... No, not Simon. Shit, what, is, what was his Nathan? character's name? Was it Nathan? Nathan. 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 I think Simon's I said Simon one. earlier. Simon was the other one. Nathan. Uh, so you don't know what his power is. And he's like... He... Unfortunately, and this is what I'm attracted to. Funny... <laughs> kind of spacey dark hair curly haired thin men <laughs> i think that's a bit of an asshole too in the show a bit a bit of a dick generous but you also kind of don't anyway. you also kind of he says he says oh i'm in here for stealing pick and mix which is like um how what's the, how do you say that in, in like english barn. canadian bulk barn yeah, yeah <laughs> from stealing, and, you, and you 
and you don't believe him the whole time you're like he's just saying bullshit because that's his personality but no he actually got arrested for stealing ballpark <laughs> candies <laughs> okay basically he's on a rooftop there's a lot of drama going on and he falls off it and you end the season thinking he died um and they have a funeral for him and everyone's really sad but then turns out he's immortal which fits into this is the stepping stone for every character that he's probably ever played going forward yes oh oh this was not the stepping stone for every character he played going forward because there was a previous one where he also had a role where he talked to ghosts and then he was in in misfits where he was in more immortal then he was in a music video where he was in a bathtub and could see ghosts and monsters. And now <laughs> he's in Miss and now he's in Umbrella Academy where he can talk to ghosts and is also probably immortal. Wow. I just find it so interesting that people look at him and they go, This is your lane. Like, this is what we want from you. We want you to be in a bathtub. We want you to talk to things that aren't there, and we want you to never die. And I'm for it because one thing that Misfits taught me, because you're right, Nathan is such a fucking asshole. And if you ever go back and watch it, he's worse than you remember. Like, he's the fucking worst. People with curly hair can get away with anything for me. (laughs) (laughs) If your curls are just, like, (laughs) high and tight, yep, here we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, it's just, like, charisma. He has the charisma. He has the appeal that like draws you to him on every show he does because guys after this he was in the movie city of bones which was supposed he, to be the next twilight he left was supposed the show to be to be in that movie and it was so bad they never made a second one like that was awful and that's another one to be in that to be in city of bones that character is becomes a vampire who is yeah. immortal? This man. Ha- they were like- setting him up. And so obviously, obviously we love Nathan. Obviously we love Nathan. But then there's also a love story, which is, which I'm pretty sure I saw on Tumblr. And I'm like, where's this gift from? I was like, where can I, where can I watch this show? And it's Alicia and Simon when they finally get together. And let's be just, let's be clear. There's like a really good tight arc of a storyline that I think is like season one. We, we have tried to figure it out if it's either one to two or one to three where someone dies and they go back in time. And like, that was a really good love story because he comes in as such a gross, weird. Yeah. He's a serial killer when you get introduced to him. And so like the whole time I was not rooting for them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still not into their relationship. (laughs) But I mean, apparently 10 years ago that, that, that reversed. And I was like, I'm into it. I'm like, I'm happy for them. They get together. Cause she's like the hot popular guy and he's like the weird nerd. And it's like, how did they get, He's not just a weird nerd. There is something wrong with him. <laughs> He's a, p- a panty sniffer is what I remember him saying or some shit. I think I can't be sure. That. Oh, I think that. But I will true. say the thing with Simon that always gets me. And so this is one thing with the show that really frustrates me. Um, the the character, um, Alicia is a popular girl. She's beautiful. She's black. Um, and her power is that when people touch her, they get, like, an uncontrollable sexual desire to her. And I'm like, that is wildly... Like, I didn't like that then, and now I have so much more understanding of also how problematic that is, too. Mm-hmm. But the, the line that always gets me, and the reason I could never root for this couple, is that the first time Simon touches her, he, like, you can see on his face oh. what's happening, and he says out, I want to pee on you. Yes! 
Yep. And I could never come I back remember. from that because that was mm-hmm. his deepest sexual desire with her was to pee on her. And if you've listened to other episodes, you know how I feel about dudes peeing on people. <laughs> it's disgusting. But but to that said, that is one part of they do bill that as an amazing love story because but it's not really with the young version of him. It's with the old version of him that comes yes. back in time. Yes. The guy in the mask. It was doing things for its time that I don't think other shows would have tried for a teen I, show. I feel like I was into the other romance more. The one between Kelly and like the tattoo guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. That's when into I also- that. Especially because, like, Kelly was, like, so fucking... Fun. Like, I can still quote her to this day. There, There's one episode where this character, her... She gets... Her brain gets replaced with the brain of a monkey, and nobody notices. Yeah. She's like, I'm not a rocket scientist. <laughs> the show was hilarious. Also, the show introduced me to um, Massive Attack, which is mm, why I think same, I also... Same, same. This is like like this was like my music show. Like I got all my music from this show. It was a great at some point. Listen, if you have a good what soundtrack, a I will love your show. So basically, this show, in conclusion, it was trying trying really interesting things for the time. Every the, I feel like the writing was really well done. Particularly, the, would you classify this as like a teen show? I I don't know. What, it didn't know what it was at the time. I don't. They think. are teens. I feel like it's more like in the new adult zone than yeah. Teen like they were twenty. Anyway. 1920 i think what's interesting is i could kind of see it being a teen show but that just like talks to teens on a more relevant level even though nothing relevant actually happens in it this one to me is a situation where like one thing uk television does i'll admit for teen stuff in particular is that people are not always rich in fact a lot of times Mm -hmm. they are like they live on estates and they're like struggling and that is like a part of the show and a part of the personality um and i think that that comes through in Misfits a little bit for some Mm -hmm, of the characters. mm -hmm. And so it doesn't feel like our versions of teen shows, which is five rich blonde women in designer clothes going to private school. Agree. Yeah. So I think you could go either way. But it's definitely on that cusp. New adult is probably the right term. Because people die visibly. Yeah, this show's great. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, there's at least, like, I think I watched only, like, maybe a season after they started switching characters. And then after that, I just couldn't watch it. You missed. Because then they replaced Nathan with another asshole character I'm, that wasn't as funny. And I can't, and I hate to spell myself, I'm a simp for Robert Sheehan. I, like, I, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, it lost something for me. That's like, yeah, I, in, I imprinted on him. My final thing, I imprinted on him. He was he was the next step from Seth Cohen. So it was yes. Seth Cohen, this guy. And then I don't know where I went from here. I think I just went. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually completely agree with you with that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, wow. what came after? I'm not sure. I will get back to you. That will be part two next next episode. That's the blueprint of what I find. Oh, I think. Yeah, I've changed. I've changed. Okay, that's it. Now your turn. <laughs> I've changed. I've changed. Um, God, I watch a lot of British TV. Like it. I guess it's like superior. it would be kind. It is superior. And like this is like this is why I had to choose like the one that I did choose. But like honestly, I watch even like a lot of British it's not reality but like quiz shows comedy shows shows, a lot of those and i can't watch like america americanized versions of them or like even like i don't even know that there's enough like american game shows for me they're always too much about competition let's be honest yeah there's like the setup of american tv is there's no way for them to currently recreate big fat quiz of the year yeah yeah because like there is no prize there shouldn't be a prize it's fucking nothing (laughs) 
that's what's enjoyable. Like the, the quiz show element is literally just like a thin veneer of a reason for them to get together and be funny. Yeah. And like, uh, let's also be honest about British comedians. They're better. <laughs> like, they're just generally better. They're yeah. funnier. Anyway, the show I ended up choosing was Doctor Who, because of course, like, what what is <laughs> a show that encompasses? <laughs> yes. So the original show, like, it, obviously, for those who do not know, started, I think, in like the 60s. I want to say like 1963 or something. It was black and white. That's when you're... Yeah, it was like black and white. There's like some there's like real lost episodes out there. Like this is like an old show that was done in like the old ways. I don't even know what it is. Like on one of those like real things. What is with the crank the film? <laughs> it, this was like an old ass show. Like I I didn't start watching it, I think, until they revamped the show. And it was like as it was airing too. So like <laughs> this is what was shocking to me. It was like I think it might have been 2009 or whatever. So this is like, this is when I went hardcore down the Doctor Who trail. Um, but if you don't know, Doctor Who essentially is a sci-fi-ish show. I don't uh, I think fully... you can 100% classify it as sci-fi, given that the base plot is what it is. Is Yeah, okay. It is a sci-fi show, but there's like weird elements to it. But it's about like an eccentric like time traveling alien scientist dude like he's kind of like a scientist dude from this planet called Gallifrey which is home of the time lords his name is the doctor <laughs> and he is a time lord himself um and he travels through time and space in his like spaceship obviously which is called a TARDIS which stands for time and relative dimensions in space yes yes um and, like, the one unique thing about the show is that it's been running for so long, but you will notice that the Doctor always changes, <laughs> which is my favorite part about this show. We're currently uh, in this year on the 13th Doctor, <laughs> so they don't change every season. But I believe the show ran for, like, quite a few seasons before it just ended. Um, it, it was, like, at, like, the ninth or ninth Doctor. No, it was at the 8th Doctor that it ended, so they even had, like, a movie in between. But what happens is whenever he dies he transforms regenerates into, is the term thank he you regenerates <laughs> he regenerates into another person and that's pretty much how they keep the show going as well it was a clever way to keep the show going is what i will say but the whole show it hinges on the fact that this is just like the doctor traveling through space and time and helping people when he gets like a signal for trouble or whenever like his tardis his space machine thing box takes him someplace or whatever and he just like helps people that are in trouble whether it's by aliens or whether it's by like whatever thing is happening in history at the time and it like it's such a weird dichotomy that the show has because like at one point you're in history like you're visiting Shakespeare or something and like aliens attack and then the next minute you're it's like modern and you're in space or on another planet or even like future earth or something and it's like way way down the line like year 4000 or whatever and it's got like this weird dichotomy between the two and so like this is why I'm like it's sci-fi-ish because it is sci-fi the whole time but like it feels <laughs> I don't even you know what I mean like it doesn't feel like classic sci-fi it just feels like I feel like sci-fi mostly male sci-fi has tricked us into thinking it has to be future sci-fi on a spaceship even though in this time yeah the whole time they're arguably on a spaceship it's just a living one it's still sci-fi when they end up on a spaceship that has mirrors to the past and then they go back to 1800s mm -hmm. France. So it doesn't necessarily feel like it, but it is. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> the reason why I think this show got me into the rest of British TV, this show specifically, they always have, like, special guests on the show and stuff. And, like, unless you know British TV, you're not going to know who you're looking at half the time. This is the thing. Like, I definitely have watched these episodes several times. But there was, like, a weird obsession I had with Doctor Who, and I don't fully understand it. And I think it's – there's there's many factors, but one of them is definitely every Doctor has a companion. And, of course, like, in the original version where this show was for white people, the companion was usually, like, a hot woman, and she was white. <laughs> and, like, that that was it, and it was, she was, like, the sidekick. And it was kind of, like, gross when you look at it now. But now, like, the more current reiteration of the show where it, like, restarted, of course, there's, like, women sidekicks. But there's, like, the funny woman. There's a black woman. There's, I mean, like, obviously they did her wrong, though, in the show. I'm just, <laughs> just put that in there. Martha deserved better. Yes. But <laughs> um, that now even, like, the current season, it's a whole ass group of people. There's, like, a family, like, a mixed family on this show right now. And it's just, like, it's beautiful to watch. The show has always meant to be family-friendly. And what's so great about the show is that even though it started off made for, like, the nerdy white man and his son to watch, it's evolved over time as much as it has evolved with each doctor. And that's what I love about it. It's not just, like, middle-aged white guys. It's, like ironically like even like the aliens part i feel like where it went and villainized them it's not made them other anymore like it's even complicated that relationship that the doctor has had so like the doctor has had some conflicts with certain types of aliens over time like daleks and cybermen it's even complicated those stories so not only are you seeing people of color on the show you're seeing women on the show you're seeing aliens that like you can under like it humanizes everybody and that's what i really like about what the show has done over time. It's just gotten better, especially with certain people leaving the show. <laughs> Stephen Moffat should have never been made showrunner. Is uh, Here's my question. I know Matt Smith is a doctor. Was that the worst yeah. one ever? No. Shocking. No. Yeah. Here's, okay, here's the thing about this. I will say, I think your first doctor a little bit is always the most important because it's the Favor. one that like introduces you to the character. And so you you have a special place in your heart. However, what everyone has to admit is that David Tennant is the best doctor. He is the best doctor. He absolutely is. He embodied that role in such a way. And like they talk about all the mm-hmm. time that he was like a little nerd and he loved watching Doctor Who as a kid. So like this is his biggest dream. He even end up his wife so is the uh, daughter of the, daughter. the guy that like made Doctor Who or one of the doctors or something. I can't remember anymore. No, one of the fifth doctor. The, one of the doctors, the fifth yeah. doctor's daughter. Oh my God. So I will say this, my first doctor was Matt Smith, because the first time I watched the show was the 11th hour, which is the first episode uh, with Matt Smith in it. It's when he becomes a doctor. And it was actually like the intro to that character is really good. But the next episode sold me on this show. So what happened was I watched the first one live. I watched the second one live because I think what Canada did was they aired them in like a two hour block. So you could watch the episode where he was mm-hmm. introduced in and you could watch the second episode right afterwards. And then after those two episodes in like a week, I went back and I watched all of the previous ones to catch up. So- and there was maybe four seasons at that point. Cause I think he gets introduced in the fifth mm-hmm. one. And I watched that all until the next episode released the next week, because that episode to me is still one of the most beautiful ideas. It is. But also tragic. Steph would love that episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that, this is the one with the love story, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, no, no, it's not the Rory one. No, no, no. That one is great, but that's not what I'm talking about. 
The okay, okay. I was gonna say that episode would get stuff in because that love story. Oh. I think the, even the love story between <laughs> the doctor and Rose at the beginning would also get yeah. stuff. Is this who's the doctor for both of these? The same one? What is the doctor the no, same? No, no. So doc, oh, the okay. doctor and Rose. So originally Rose is the first companion in the new series, but she starts with Christopher Eccleston, who left the show after one season because. Stuff. whatever problems <laughs> okay. um and then david Tennant came in at the second okay. season until the fourth season but him and rose have like a romance thing going mm-hmm. and like it it spawned so many tumblers like when i say <laughs> that i followed 500 tumblers about the doctor and rose guys i don't <laughs> i was so obsessed with this show i actually still own a cd i bought which is a fan doctor who album wow that youtuber charlie is so cool like made oh my god there are so many love stories in doctor who some of them are just for an episode some of them are the doctor with other people and two of my absolute favorite ones are um river song which we can talk about more of we should have honestly done a whole doctor who episode uh but honestly the love story that gets me more than anything else is the his love story with the tardis because at one point he Aww. describes, like, so you find out eventually that the TARDIS is something that grows. It's not a ship that's built. It literally grows mm. in a field. And then you, when he tells a story about the TARDIS, he talks about, like, I he, he says he stole it. He ran out into a field one day and he stole that TARDIS, that living, breathing ship. Um, and he decided to travel the world with it. But there's an episode where the TARDIS goes into a human form and can talk for one episode and she explains like no no i stole you like i ran away with you and like i the idea that like his wife is actually the tardis is like yes i love it and like what's so what's so crazy about the show is like you think of like a single moment that stands out and there's so many little moments that you just like Don, Don is the Don, best companion. I, I've cried through this show. I have like I've been so happy through this. This show has hit every single emotion for me. I've been frustrated, furious. There's so many like the show hits everything. And that when they introduce fucking John Barrowman, mm. what can I say? <laughs> like I love this whole universe. Like I love the Doctor Who universe. It's just everything about it. I even watched Class, which wasn't like the greatest, but like whatever it tried. <laughs> Um, Sarah Jane Adventure. Sarah Jane is actually one of the earlier companions of like the earlier iteration of Doctor Who. Um, and then she had her own spin-off show, which was like very kid friendly. But like this whole universe, there's something like so they did it, they created it to be like smartly evolving over time, and I love that they keep doing that and they don't just like be like, now we're, we're like pigeonholed into this one area. Like the fact that the doctor currently is a woman is a huge deal, a huge deal. And like, there are a lot of like older white men that hate that and they freaking rag on the show for it, but it is better for it. Like the fact that they did a whole episode in like one of the last seasons about like the Pakistan, India, like division and independence thing. That is a huge, like nobody talks about that. Who talks about that? No one. The um, newest showrunners or the newest like writers of the show with uh, Jody as the doctor have been doing a really good job at continuing to expand it because Stephen yeah. Moffat 
was a writer on uh, we're doing this was a writer on the first couple seasons of doctor who and he wrote some very good episodes enough to make you think like oh maybe he's actually a good writer Uh, we have discovered that a woman edited every single one of his best episodes yes so shout out to her whose name i can't remember but i'll find out afterwards um and then they Mm -hmm. made him showrunner and those are during the matt smith seasons and during the peter capaldi season and it's not that the show is bad during that time it's just not quite as good. And Stephen Moffat, like, didn't want to have John Byerman on. So his character doesn't come back, even though Captain Jack Harkness is, like, a massive fan favorite. He ruins the most beautiful love story that he himself created with River Song. Mm-hmm. The River Song love story, I think, is so stunning in its concept, where they meet each other at opposite points of their timeline. So every single time Uh-oh. they meet, the doctor knows I feel more sadness. about Yeah. Every single time they meet, the doctor knows more about River Song, but she knows less and less about him every time. Oh uh, no. It's so good though. It's, it's beautiful. So it's beautiful. And then Stephen Moffat openly said when people talked about like, hey, if the doctor can regenerate, he can be a woman. He can be black. You know, he doesn't have to keep being a white guy. And Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. was basically like, No, at the end of the day, he's always who he is inside. So that means he always has to be a white man for some reason. So when he left, they made Jody the doctor. And I can't wait for the But not just that. In this last season, they completely kicked that. They're like, he is always who he is inside. No, they fucking went against that. They were like, no, we're going to show her from the beginning. But also, you even see that, like, that's not true in the show itself. Because the first time they introduce a doctor, the first few episodes, especially the first one, is always them discovering who is this version of the doctor? Like that is a key point of every single first episode mm-hmm. with a new doctor. Mm-hmm. So like he's nonsense. I'm so glad that he's left and the show has only gotten yeah. better for it. And also like if nobody knows Stephen Moffat also wrote Sherlock. Yeah, and we saw what <laughs> so happened there. So Yeah, we we recognized the themes. Um but also like what's so weirdly unique about this show is like the writers for these shows are people that you recognize it's like neil gaiman it's like oh really yeah who's another one there's so many that i know like i read their books there's even like even like the fan fiction that's officially written not official but it's like official through like there's books whoever owns them yeah there's books it's like claudia gray there's like i think holly black wrote one too she wrote like a story for doctor who like these are like authors that we normally read that have written for either the show or for like offshoots or spinoffs of the show and it's just like the fact that this is like such a unifying show like globally i feel like and it wasn't before it's a very like british show when you think about it but it's like the one thing that i like that has come out of the uk that i can see has spanned everywhere like i don't see it not connecting with so many audiences and i think because simply it has that ability to connect on like a human level about various topics and its ability to evolve over time like if it hadn't if it had stayed in this weird stephen moffat universe thing i don't think it would have gotten as popular as it did proposal you and me finish watching criminal minds we give steph some breathing room to watch her <laughs> formula one and then yeah. we all rewatch. Doctor Who, all the seasons. Steph, you will all love of them. This show. Starting it, all. starting it. Doctor Nine, season one. We're what? What season are we on? We're on season eleven right now. It's they're short. They're short seasons. It's they're British. all like what? Yeah, it's British. They're like ten to thirteen episodes each. There's we, a Christmas special. We do have Shadow and Bone coming, but that's only we can watch multiple things. We can take yes, a little pause. You can. 
am I gonna watch? No, I'm watching Criminal Minds. This is making me want to immediately rewatch, like immediately go in and start the David Tennant seasons. I mean, I do have a crush on him. David Tennant fits my skinny, dark haired yeah, yeah, British. Yeah. He's got funny so man. many seasons, and he is at his peak in Doctor Who. He is having it's such a so great true. time. I mean, I liked him in Broadchurch, where he was literally the most sad, sad soul yeah. you'll ever see. So but Doctor I'm like, Who, mm. Doctor Who, he set the tone. Like he set the tone for Doctor Who. Wildly good. And while it's I'll say, so good. like I agree, I also love Martha. What happens with oh, Donna nice. is that Donna is amazing, but she's also set up for success. And yes. after a couple Agreed. of romantic, like after seeing a lot of romantic stuff happening with the Doctor, having a companion who comes on, and the whole point was like, it, there's no world in which I would ever be romantically attracted to you. Um, it really works. It's also because David Tennant and Catherine Tate are actually really good friends. So they've been on a lot of stuff together too. And I think we talked about this before. I love things where you can clearly tell that the people who are playing them are having the time of their life. And Doctor Who is one of those shows where like every so often you get an episode where like some are are dark and, and insightful and beautiful, like Midnight, where they almost discover a new life form. Um, some of them are interesting and complex and they deal with issues around like alien races that have been turned into like slaves to a certain ex- slaves openly like that's what the Ood are. But then every so often you just get an absolutely ridiculous, absurd, magical episode where everyone is yeah. having the time of their lives like when they go back in time and they meet Agatha Christie. And you can just Such tell, especially episode. in the David Tennant seasons, you can just tell yeah. that, like, this is all of his dreams coming true. Like, I don't think the shine of being the Doctor ever wore off for him one time. I also, I realized that I was so obsessed with David Tennant and Catherine Tate during this time period. I was in London, and we went to go watch Much Ado About Nothing, where they did, like, a live oh, was that, and it was with them? thing. Yeah, it was both of them. She was Beatrice, and he was whoever the other character is. Benedict. It was so fucking good. It was so good i even bought like a copy of it and i don't even know if i still own that like it was like an old digital copy from like 2010 if anyone wants to see that you can watch it on youtube and it's really good oh yeah so funny we have been talking i for an hour Dr. and 10 minutes like, steph i want to see your tears when you watch this show. <laughs> I, lo- I do i want to physically watch it with her and i want to watch the library episode with her oh my god the library episode maybe we should start it when i when we hang out on Thursday, we start. Oh, we could start at that. Like, what? What is it on? Is it on Netflix? It's on Crave. It's on Crave. Okay. All right. <sighs> Christina, what's okay. your pick? Well, we have gone back. Normally, I'm the one that takes. I feel like I can guess hours. what it is. <laughs> is that weird? I would love to know what you guess because I, similar to you, I watch a lot of UK television. Um, I mean, Doctor I- Who wasn't my entryway, but I think again, kind of like you, it it. I watched a decent amount of UK TV before that, but Doctor Who hit and suddenly I was invested in the concept of British television. Like, I just, I feel like it's um, Great British Bake bake Off. Like, would that not be your top? Ooh, that's an excellent thing that you've said and it probably should be. But in my head, I feel like I've talked about Great British Bake Off so much. Okay. (laughs) Should I? Oh my God, should I change my pick? Should I talk about Great British Bake Off? (laughs) change your mind for your no, no, no i had an idea and i'm gonna stick with it but great british bake-off is amazing and i do love it and i've rewatched it several times and it's the only reality show in the world that i would say is worth rewatching because it's just so calm mm-hmm. and beautiful fuck i'm mad i didn't think about that but i it's because i had a very specific idea in my head about what i wanted to do and now i'm annoyed <laughs> that's why that's why we have shout outs that's why we have shout outs shout outs great british bake-off okay 
excellent show. Um, but you know what I will say too? I feel like everybody knows about Great British Bake Off because as you should, it's also become an institution. It is very much a Doctor Who in its own right. Um, Mm -hmm. but the show that I picked was I did, I wanted to do UK because we specified UK and not Great Britain. So I decided to pick a show from Northern Ireland, a Netflix original. It's a sitcom, very short, very fast to watch, uh, takes place in Northern Ireland and it's about a group of four girls and it's called Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls, if you haven't seen it is, again, it's just their sort of like slice of life, um, teen show. Uh, they go to a Catholic school in the 1990s during what is just called the Troubles. Like that is the <laughs> main period of this time in Northern Ireland yeah. where there's a lot, there is a lot of strife happening in the background between like the IRA and being a part of the UK and what all sort of all those things mean. But at the end of the day, the show is actually just about these four girls and their like life and the things that they go through. But they're absolutely fucking hilarious um, and I think so, like one of the reasons I was talking about what you were talking about Misfits is that one thing I like about UK teen shows is that people are not, are not always just like super rich kids. Yeah. These just there's something about the Dairy Girls that just feel like people that I know. Um, and the writer <laughs> of the show, the creator is Lisa McGee. And she was basically like, no, like I'm writing my experience being a kid in Northern Ireland and she's just writing about her life and they're amazing because they're kind of like it's not even like misfits or outcasts they're just like a regular group of four idiots like they're (laughs) just magical in who they are and the four characters are Erin her cousin Orla and then her friends uh Nicola and um Michelle and Michelle is this like Michelle is the one you that you Claire? love immediately. Yeah, Claire. Oh, sorry, Nicola's the name of the actress. Um, and then Michelle. Michelle is Michelle has a cousin who <laughs> is a boy, and he comes he comes to visit them in Northern Ireland from Britain, where he lives with his mother. But his mother is like I, I can't remember what exactly it was, but his mother like cannot look after him. She but like she, it's not that she can't. She just kind of doesn't want to. Is basically what it sounds like. She's like mm, goodbye. So she ships him off to Derry, because Derry is a place, that's why they're called Derry Girls, um, to go live with uh, Michelle and, and her family. And they go to an all-girls school, but because they took one look at this kid and they're like, no, you'll get bullied fucking hard if we send you to a boys' school. He's in the all-girls school. <laughs> what? And they were like, like, as a boy? Or did they just... No, as a boy. No. As a boy. They just took one look at him and they're like, you wouldn't survive in the boys' version of this school. So he's in the all-girls school. And that culminates in the final episode of the most recent seasons of them talking about being dairy girls that is magical with his involvement. Because the whole time, he's just like, guys, I'm a dairy girl. And you're like, okay. You know what? You are. You are. Because it's a dairy girl is a state of mind. It has nothing to do with gender. It, it's just something about it is amazing. Like you watch it and I immediately loved all those little assholes so much. They're stupid, <laughs> but they are fun and they are like very relatable and they feel very real. And the actresses that play them do an amazing job. And the accents, mm, top notch, top notch. Can I, I actually haven't watched this show. Is it how many seasons is it? It's super short. It's two, maybe three. Um, I think technically wow. it's still running. It's just... I think up in the air with um, COVID mm-hmm. when it's going to get its next season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it still is out there uh, in terms of it could have another show, but it did kind of end its most recent season. Like it could end there and it would be a mm. um, somewhat satisfying ending. It's not like they have massive plot points. Um, it's just yeah. every so often, again, the, the concept of the time that they're in comes into play. Um, and it's really interesting. The, the family of the main character, Erin, is also something that's really interesting to watch. It's her her mom and her dad, and I, I think her grandfather or something like that. It's been a little while since I've watched it. And they're not in it a ton, but even their interactions with each other and the way they come in, like, the show is just well done. And it's so much it- better than you'd expect for, like, a 30-minute sitcom. Is it like, okay, so it's like, it's mostly comedy. Yeah, 100% the goal of it is comedy. It's just, it's that really good comedy where comedy can just have those brief moments of like, oh, I mean, I love this. But more than anything, it's hilarious. I I have so many problems and this is like my own thing. I just don't like reading about Northern Ireland during the Troubles period. I just think it's overdone in fiction. So I I completely avoid it. Like the milkman, there's so many. Like fucking, I can't even read normal normal people. Not during the troubles, but still very very Irish. And it's like it's too much for me. I like I hate it. It's it's like it's something that's celebrated often in literature. And I'm just like, give me something else to read at this point. So like I definitely. I mean, I'm gonna say this is like obviously I don't read as much as you, but this is not an area that I come up with. I see a ton. Like, I think I've seen a couple of movies that take place. everywhere. And, like, people love this shit. It's everywhere. Like, the fact that, like, you said the troubles and I was like, yeah. I I only knew about this when I went to Ireland. And they, like, spilled me the history. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't consider this something that's, like, talked about a lot. Some of the most, like, award-winning fiction has this shit in it. And I'm just like, I'm so bored of this. Like, I cannot think about this anymore. Or any, like, I've watched shows that talk about it, too. And I'm like, I'm done with this. I don't know why we're talking about this still. But the fact that this is comedy is probably better because it's usually depressing fiction. Yeah, no, no. It's comedy. Honestly, it comes up maybe twice. It's literally just about, like... I think it's like everything else. Like, listen, right now we live in a super fucked up time because who doesn't basically who hasn't lived in a super fucked up time in their lifetime, but we are still living our lives every day going about them. And then just every, every so often someone's like, Hey, there are murder bees. And that's just something you have to contend with in your life. Now. I think it's very much this way. Like she's really just writing a coming of age, like slice of life story, Mm -hmm. but it, she grew up at a time where there were bombings and stuff like that. So it comes up like once in an episode, um, it's more of like just like a backdrop that is sound of occasionally. It is aggressively more than anything else. It's a comedy about four kids in a Catholic school. And uh, mm-hmm. as someone who also was forced to go to a Catholic school, I can relate. But highly would- recommend. It's also super short. I think it has like six, eight episodes. It takes literally one afternoon to finish everything that exists. Damn. It's literally, I'm looking at the running time, they're 22 minute episodes. <laughs> There's 12 episodes. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But maybe after Doctor Who. (laughs) Well, okay. You have to wait for Doctor Who, though, because we have to watch Criminal Minds first. I know. I know. So Criminal Minds, Dairy Girls Breather, Doctor Who. It's also like, (laughs) it's funny because like, (laughs) Christina, maybe you don't realize this, but I was ahead of you before. And now you're ahead of me in Criminal Minds. So it's me catching up with you every single day. I am aware of that because as you remember, we use the same account. So when I passed you, I messaged you to be like, hey, this was your episode. Um, And then my favorite thing is every so often I'll see where you are and then I'll keep watching. And then I'll see like 
I'll go into like select a new episode. One thing that's very annoying about Chromecast is occasionally it will just stop and you'll have to reconnect. Um, it's like you know how Netflix is a thing like, oh, are you still watching? And you have to hit play. Oh yeah, Disney yeah. It does that. stops casting. They're like, go to fucking bed, you loser. Whoa. Yeah, and it's after like ten episodes that it yeah. does this. Okay, like, like it's on a timer. Yeah, and I said, "Fuck you, Disney," and I go to play it again, and then I see how much closer you are to me sometimes, and I'm like, "She skipped an episode." Like she's watching at two <laughs> times speed. There's no way we were four to five episodes apart, and now you're I one do, I do skip. Me. I sometimes start an episode, and if I really don't like the episode, I'll skip to like ten minutes to the end. Is what I do. That makes sense. So that I remember for how it ends. Uh, so you know what's even funnier than that? Because you're still behind me, but only by like two episodes right now. I watch every single episode fully. I'm. I don't know why, but I'm looking at like Aisha Tyler's Wikipedia page. I know this episode is super long, but I just remember that Ghost Whisperer existed. <laughs> Ghost Whisperer. Oh my god. What a show. Okay, that was a sign for us to wrap up this episode where we were supposed to talk about UK television shows, but we talked about Formula One racing, we talked about Criminal Minds, and we went on a massive tangent about Doctor Who, which is British, but... <laughs> did that th- did that affect my recording at all? I have literally no idea because of the way Clean Feed works. So Fuck. we're going to find out, what but happened? I am in the process of downloading a backup just in case. Okay. I really hope not because just, we're at 92 I minutes hope. and I have to edit this. <laughs> um, yeah. Everything just closed. Even my Slack closed. I don't know what happened. So on that note, so we talked about a lot of shows today. My pick was, we talked about Criminal Minds, but my pick was Dairy Girls. <laughs> my pick was Doctor Who. Not forgetting the format of the show for a second. Thought we were just sitting here chatting. Forgot we were recording. <laughs> left the middle of the recording. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> uh, mine was Misfits. And Formula One, if we're being real. It was Formula One. It was their true star. <laughs> and to keep track of some episodes we have coming up. I'm not This is not what we're going to do next week. But just so the audience knows. So you can watch along with us. Start rewatching Criminal Minds now. Rewatch it while you work. That's the only way you're going to get through 15 seasons, friends. That's the only way you're going to do it. Maybe we'll do a rundown of Criminal Minds. Maybe afterwards we'll do an episode just talking about the best and worst episodes because it's a rich area for discussion. Then watch Dairy Girls as a little breather and then join us. Oh, no. And then Shadow and Bone will come out likely. So we'll probably watch it around that time. Uh, We are hoping to have a little rundown of Shadow and Bone to add on to our previous Shadow and Bone hour long episode with uh, Yash from Put a Blurb on it and Steph. And then... Join us in rewatching every single episode of Doctor Who. Maybe we'll do like an episode per season because I feel like we could do that. When am I gonna have time to read? Uh, maybe, maybe you can only maybe you only read two hundred and fifty books this year and not four hundred, and maybe that's okay. Me also, guys. Guess what? News, news, breaking news, breaking news. A Court of Thorns and Roses is going to be a TV show. So, like, prep yourself that. for when we watch that next year or whenever it comes out they have to cgi literal bat wings onto these people <laughs> the first book the first tv show they have wings sorry no they don't have wings they have masks glued to their face how That's glued how? to their face That's one of the only things i remember from the two chapters i read when you tried to get me to read this series 
And we have to stop. Bizarre. 96 minutes. This episode <laughs> okay. is over. Thank you for listening. Bye. Join us next week. We don't know what the theme will be. As always, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at EatsCast. Let us know your favorite UK show or more likely just come talk to us about Doctor Who. We will or see Robert you next Sheehan. week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Better check that my recording came through. I <sighs> got. I hope it, so. your your little name under the recording section didn't go away. So my hope is that you'll just be silent. Okay. Um, but I don't know, Fuck. man. <laughs> if this fucked up, <laughs> I'm gonna scream. If this fucked up, we're we're gonna we're gonna pause for a week. We're yeah, we're taking a hiatus. We're taking a break. Yeah. <laughs>